Hello, and welcome back to Full Out with Samantha Jo Harvey. I am so glad you are here. Today's conversation is epic. It is with Samantha Skelly, the founder and CEO of the multi-million dollar breathwork and wellness company, Pause Breathwork. Sam is a highly sought after international speaker. She's a best-selling author, and she's a coaching expert with a heart-centered approach to life and business. If you are not familiar with Sam and her work, I know that you are going to love her after this conversation. We literally tap into all things mindset, embodiment, breath work, business. Literally, we go in. So get ready. Get your notes out. You're going to have so much fun listening to this conversation. And before we dive in, I want to remind you that the doors for Club Full Out are open. The doors are open. So if you have been looking for a space to drop into your body, to be able to tap into your sensuality, your limitless power, your feminine energy, this is the space for you. From our guided movement meditations to our club full out pep talks to our trainings and interviews and our monthly live meetups, I know that Club Full Out is going to support you in stepping into your most powerful, bold, and brilliant 2024 Full Out self. Make sure you check out the show notes to sign up. Feel free to DM me at Samantha Joe Harvey if you have any questions. And without further ado, let's dive into the conversation. Hello, Samantha Skelly. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast. I'm so pumped you are here. And before we even like dive in, what's wild is that we have been in each other's orbits for years now. Like I remember seeing you at Bliss Project with Lori Harder 2019. And like we now live very close to one another. And I know we've seen each other out. And I'm so pumped. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast. Thanks, babe. I feel so grateful that we're having this conversation. I'm so, super pumped. I can't wait to dive in. So I always like to start asking people, what does it mean to you to live your life full out? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we I, go deep real fast. I love it. I love it. That was so good. So my style. I, I, I'm always so recently I've really come to this realization, like I'm going to die. You know, like I've had this realization of like, okay, I'm going to have a hundred years about if I'm lucky, then I'm going to die. And knowing that we have this very short amount of time and we live in this infinite universe and this incredible planet and there's so much to see and touch and taste and experience living my life full out is it really is that like how can i taste every single flavor of everything and just allow myself to be put in experiences that are exciting and are challenging and are adrenaline inducing and are crunchy or an expand like that's just the whole thing and i really believe like god our creator life force gave us this like beautiful planet with all of this resource and all of this abundance and all of this like yummy food <laughs> to try everything and so playing full out is like how can we heal our fears, heal our insecurities, heal like all of these little tiny small parts of us that try and hold us back from our greatness so that we can actually taste the goodness that is available to us in every single moment. So that's kind of, mm. yeah. 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 It reminds me of, did you ever see the movie soul? And it was like the animated film. Oh my God. That it's so good. It's awesome. so good. I remember seeing it. I was going through a big period of grief in my life, but I remember seeing it and was super activating for my grief. But just, I just started crying within the first five minutes. My, my poor fiance was like, Whoa, what is happening right now? But it was such like a deep, deep 
activation for me and a reminder that we are souls having this human experience. What is it like to, to taste the slice of pizza, to see the leaf falling from the tree? Like, wow. What if we actually lived like that? Yeah. That one and inside out, like they did a good, have you seen inside out? Yeah. Oh, dang. Like talk about like animation at its finest. Right. But yeah, it's like, what does it look like to really be in awe of every single moment? And I think in our hyper speed, go, go, go world, it's so easy to miss those beautiful moments, right? It's like, how do we really turn the mundane into the magical and take a beat, take a pause, take a moment to just truly acknowledge like, wow, this is freaking amazing. You know, there's Mm. life is beautiful. Life is, uh, you know, beautiful and tragic simultaneously. It's like, there's like a lot of crunch in the world and there's a lot of like, holy crap, mind blowing beauty in the world. And it's up to us, like what we truly focus on. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious for you, cause I really don't know your story. Where, where were you before? Cause I know that you have an incredible business and company around breath work. You're doing amazing things, supporting people in healing and stepping into their fullest potential. But I'm curious, what was that turning point for you? Mm, okay. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Take it back girl. <laughs> I grew up as a dancer and a child actress. You too. That's Wait, hold the phone. We're finding this out literally in the recording. Yeah, I was a rock hat for 10 years. I danced in New York and LA. Are you kidding? This is why we're instant friends. I get it now. I understand. I okay, know. tell your story. I'm going to I'm gonna be quiet. Tell your story. <laughs> yeah, musical theater. Are you like musical theater all up in that? <laughs> I was. And like a lot of crunchy gr- granola, like modern-y, like let me feel things and be in modern companies oh, and unitards. Yeah. Let's go do a classic culture shock. Let's do it. You've never been there. Yeah, I'm what? done. What? Okay, I'm taking you. Let's I know. <laughs> Okay, back to the story, back to the story. <laughs> so I grew up as a dancer. I was an actress. I, I spent so much time on a stage in front of a camera. The whole thing, like entertainment was my childhood. You know, I would have to miss, you know, months of school to be on set, to be filming and all of these sorts of things. And I remember always having really severe body image issues, like at a very young age. Like I remember... I still do this to this day, but like having a bath every single night before bed, but in the bath, I would look down at my body and I'm like, I hate my body. I, I like, I, even though I was just like this athletic kid, you know, I, I, I had such body dysmorphia at such a young age and it didn't manifest into an eating disorder until I was about 18, where I was restricting my food, overeating, had body image issues, the whole thing, over-exercising. I, I went into becoming like a really intense fitness competitor so that I could sort of mask my eating disorder, you know? <clears throat> and so that was like, that was my whole journey. And it was interesting because personal development, spiritual development was such a foundation in my household. I mean, I got introduced to Tony Robbins because my dad would play Tony Robbins in the car, taking me to and from dance five days a week. You know, like I, I, I grew up in that world, but going through having an eating disorder and body, body image stuff, like it's like, I knew it, but I couldn't, my body was still stuck in trauma. So it's like, I know all these things. I know what I'm doing isn't healthy. I know I should love myself. I know all these things, but like, I couldn't my behavior couldn't change because I was stuck in a different timeline. So I remember, oh God, what was the year? I don't know. It was like 14 years ago now. I was like 20. I remember being on the balcony of my apartment in Vancouver, Canada, where I used to live. And I was reading Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she went, she goes to Bali and she finds this medicine man. 
Katut, Katut, I think his name is. And I was like, I'm gonna go do that. So I booked a one-way ticket to Bali. I found this guy. I had a session with him. And after the session, he just looks at me and he goes, you need to go meditate. Like you're, you're just way up in your head. Your, your brain is a hundred miles a minute. You need to go meditate. And at that point in my life, meditation was excruciating for me because I was like, I don't want to feel my emotions. I don't want to be in my body. Like all I'm trying to do is get out of my body and disconnect from my experience. Like that sounds awful. And so anyway, I was like, well, I'm here anyway. I'm going to go listen to this guy. We're going to go do the thing. So there I was in Bali driving to this meditation school. There wasn't any meditation at the time, but there was a breathwork class and breathwork's cool now, but 14 years ago, no one knew what it was, you know, and especially in the West. And so I was like, breathwork, like, what is that? And, you know, I could like feel the part of me judging it. Like that sounds like bullshit. Like what, what is this? But it was one of those moments in life where I'm like, okay, Sam, you are here for a reason. You flew all this way by yourself, go do the class. And it was a three hour class. I'm like, what on God's green earth, right? So anyways, I sign up for the class. I walk up the stairs, I open the door and there I saw this scene of just like 30 people lying down with pillows and blankets. There was this guy dressed all in white. He looked like Jesus. And he comes up to me and he goes, are you ready to go on the ride of your life? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you are going to experience the most magnificent sensations you've ever experienced. You're going to feel the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. You're going to shed and release and just feel everything. And at this point in my life, I could feel numbness and I can feel anxiety. Like that was like the two places, my two resting positions. Well, with a, within a few moments of breathing and doing this very intentional, conscious, connected breath work, I was bawling, I was shaking, I was feeling like exactly like you said, the highest states of joy and bliss, the saddest states of just like shedding and releasing. And after I woke up from that experience, that three hours felt like 15 minutes, I was like, what the heck? How, how is it possible that we can feel this way? How is it possible that we have all of this energy that we can release through our breath? Like we are the drug, like we are our own drug. And it was just so amazing. And so within three months, I healed my eating disorder and I was just an avid student of breathwork for eight years. And then I got a very strong message when I was driving from LA back to San Diego one day that was like, you need to teach the world to breathe. And it's called pause breathwork. And here's the entire business model and how you're gonna do everything. And I was like, I can't not listen, okay. So that was 2016 and here we are doing the thing. We're now the largest breathwork facilitation company worldwide. And it's, it's been a good time. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I was taking notes because there were so many things in there also resonate with the body dysmorphia and going into the comp uh, the competition world. Cause that's what um, I also did. I was in a place where I was in my former marriage and I was feeling so totally out of control, totally isolated, depressed. And one way for me to control quote unquote was going into the competition world. And so I controlled what I was eating and it was over exercising. And that sent me for a loop for quite some time afterwards. Um, so I resonate with a lot of that. And then I love this idea of knowing it 
from the brain space, but not being able to embody it or to feel it and to make actual changes. So I'm wondering if you could speak into that, where I see a lot of clients being like, okay, I'm manifesting this. And they can feel this energy running through their body, like this high of what this feeling is. But then when it comes to take action, their, their nervous systems or their bodies are like, yeah, Yeah. no, that's not safe. Yeah. 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 So from when we're in the womb to seven years old, that is when our body is most malleable. That is when our beliefs are like really anchored in. And so the body is holding a lot of trauma from that time. We all have it, right? And a big T or a small T, the, the impact of trauma could have been as, as like minor as you're crying in your crib and you saw your mom walk out and you created this story of like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm left behind. Right. And that could have such detrimental impact for your whole life. So when we're doing anything like manifestation, for instance, right. To use your example, it's like, okay, if we are manifesting a, like something that my clients want all the time, it's like, I just want like my 30 K month or my 50 K month. Right. I'm like, cool. Like, does your is your body online with that? Because if we're just manifesting through the mind, like 30 came on 30 came, I can do it. I'm amazing. I'm abundant. I da, 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 da. But your body is still stuck in the timeline of money is scarce and you're not worthy and you're not good enough and it's too expensive and da, 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 da. it's like then there's going to be energetic resistance where your mind wants something and it's focused on something, but your body is still stuck in a different timeline. So we have have to get the body online first. When it when it comes to like mindset versus so a lot of work that we do at pause is somatic, right? For those of you who are not familiar with that word, soma is the the root word is body in Greek. So somatic is body based healing. So the body is such an important piece of personal development, spiritual development, behavioral change. So is the mind, but it's not only the mind. Right. The mind is is say that it's classic 80 20 rule. The mind's like the 20 percent, the body's like the 80 percent. So the mind is the one that's like, OK, let me choose what I want. Let me create the map. Let let me figure out sort of like the how let me set the vision, all of that kind of stuff. But then we have to re shift the body into that alignment. And if we don't do the body based work, then we're not going to get the repeatable, consistent results that we desire in anything, money, business, relationships, whatever it is. So it's a journey. It's so good. And, and, you know, that was my journey too. It was very much like I was in network marketing for a long time and was very much brain-based. It was read the productivity books, read the, this is how you do X, Y, Z. And it really wasn't until later in my journey and really my grief journey that I was able to finally drop back into my body and heal my relationship with both the masculine and the feminine and to feel safe in my body again. Um, and I think that that's just I'm loving that right now I see more and more people dropping in. Like I I'm starting to see that in, in, at least in my world, are you experiencing that as well, where you feel like it's like less brain and more body now, or are you still seeing both? Yeah. You know, I think people either decide to go into their body or life smacks them and they get into their body. And I think the last <laughs> couple of years has been like an example of like life smacking us and us like being more sovereign, you know, it's like, no, 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 I'm not going to listen to the news and the government and all these things. I'm going to actually like choose for myself. What's best for me? What's best for my health? What's best for my family? What's best. And so I think because of all the fuckery that happened, uh, people are waking up. And when Mm -hmm. we wake up, we embodiment is a natural process of waking up. And so I, I think 
by default, because of what's happened in the last couple of years, people are waking up, they're asking questions, they're self-sourcing, they're becoming more sovereign. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think it's going to continually go down that path of things are going to get a little shaky so that humans can wake up and remember that we are the powerful ones. It's not the government. It's not the media. It's not the doctor. It's not, we are the powerful ones. Yeah. And so I, I think, yes, because of the culture of what's been happening in our world. Mm. Yeah. So good. So you said something earlier about healing and I, I would love to dive into this because I've had my personal experience with breath work. I'm going to tell you, I'm not an avid practicer. In fact, my, my first experience was with you actually in 2019 back at that experience at, um, plus project. And that was the first time that I felt like I could actually hear my intuition. I could hear my inner guidance and it was really, really wild and transformational for me in that moment. And then I had another breathwork experience at a retreat and I wasn't prepared for how challenging it was going to be. So Mm -hmm. I experienced it. I don't know the technical terms, but I experienced like the claw hands and the tightness of my body. And I was having like a very, very vivid experience with my ancestors and these things, but the practitioner wasn't in a space to support me in moving through that. So it was very, very, very challenging for my system. And after that experience, I was like, like, I'm not available for this until, um, actually just a couple months ago, I was at another, um, event and it was one of those spaces where I was like, okay, I can, I know I can go in right now and I know I'll be energetically held. And it was one of the most profound experiences. I had a full past life experience. I like went through all of this pain and grief and was laughing. And like, it was the wildest thing. I don't even know how to describe it, you know, cause you're in this work. Um, but for those of you that are listening that don't know, like it was, it was something. And so I have a couple different questions. One is, do you think that healing needs to be hard? Like, do we actually have to feel that, you know, the tightness in the hands and like the uncomfortable stuff in the body? Mm -hmm. Mm. Does our healing have to be challenging? This is such a good question. And my answer is yes and no. So life has an intelligence to give us hard things to wake us up. And that's just the natural way that this life works. But humans sometimes, especially overachievers, sometimes manufacture things in our world to get over so that we feel accomplished, right? That's like a lot like, so it's, it's, do I think every experience of transformation needs to be hard? Absolutely not. No. In fact, like some, like I've had the most blissful, beautiful, incredible experiences through pure bliss that have been the greatest lessons, right? And I've had great lessons from life shitting on my head and me having to declare it as an initiation. Like, okay, this is an initiation. Like I got to extract the lessons and grow from this. So it, it absolutely does not all need to be hard, but when the hard shows up on your doorstep, welcome it in as a catalyst for your next expansion so that so that you can become a more embodied version of you but don't go yeah. manufacture the hard because mm. life's hard enough already yeah yeah you know it's interesting because i i have been i'm sure that you have too it's like i've been in training rooms where like you're standing in a circle and everyone's screaming at you like your biggest fears and you're like you feel like you're standing there naked and you're just like no 
that? Like sobbing your eyes out. I've been in medicine ceremonies. Where I think I'm I like, know what program you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, will I ever get through these things? Like they're really yeah. fucking tough. And I do think that there is a place for them and they've supported me in certain ways, but I also feel like yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. So I love that you spoke to the bliss side of things and being able to find the expansion and the growth and the healing through bliss as well. There's so many roads to transformation, you know, like, like breath is a road for transformation. Mm. Dancing is a road for transformation. Relationships, my goodness, is a road for transformations. My business is a road for transformation. Like, Amen. <laughs> like every road, everything is a pathway for a transformation. If we look at it like that, you know, I always tell my I run a mastermind called the life mastermind, which is for women who just desire to scale the seven figures, but do it in a way like life stands for lucrative, impactful, fun, and easy. So it's like, how can we do it in a way that actually feels really good and nourishing for us, our, our, our body. But it's like in that I'm like, guys, your business, what you do is secondary to the personal evolution that your business offers you, you know, pause is one of my greatest teachers. It's, 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 forced me to be a more embodied aligned leader it's forced me to work on my communication skills it's forced me to uh, you know work on the part of me that's afraid of people not liking me or whatever it's like it pokes at every point of vulnerability in my body and i'm either going to suppress it and pretend it's not there and my business will have an impact or i'm going to lean right in and go what do you have for me today like this sucks and like what's the lesson here and as long as we lean into those lessons and we get in the ring like Brené Brown says we'll constantly evolve we'll constantly grow and i think that's the like my spiritual growth and my personal development growth is a direct re reflection of my revenue 1000% see it i can see it you know yeah mm, so good so what do you think in your experience and working with clients and, and humans for the last however many years, what do you think is the biggest thing that gets in the way of specifically women? our podcast is women-based, but what are, what's the thing that gets in the way for women when they are stepping into their next level? Like, what do you see? Mm. Is there something like, it's like always that you see, mm, 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 mm. you know, it's like the identity like I, I think a lot of women that I work with, I'm like, what's the identity that you have on yourself? What's your wealth identity? Mm. You know, a lot of women so are good. like, $75,000 a year. I'm like, 75 what? $75,000 a week? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what is your wealth identity? What is your identity around what's possible? What's your identity around your bigness? The identities that we have around uh, on ourselves, like I call them energetic identities because they're creating an energy without our consent all day long and if those identities are aligned with our visions and aligned with our path then great because it's you know it's giving us momentum even when we're not lifting a finger but if those identities are going trending in the opposite direction of where we want to go then we're going to have resistance we're going to feel stuck we're like why is my business not working what's happening here you know so it it's it gets it gets to be a choice every single day and there's like this it's, it's interesting that like with women, it's, I don't know. It, it's almost like women are like, oh, someone else can do it. Cause we're, we're naturally people pleasers, right? So it's like, oh, why yeah. me though? When like, what about her? You know, it's like, no, 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 you and her, like we all get to 
rise in greatness. We all get to rise in wealth. We all get to rise in expression. We all like just because you're in your power doesn't mean someone else can't be in theirs. In fact, you being in your power actually amplifies them to step yes. into their power. So it's like win, 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 all around. Mm. Yes. So, so, so big. So big. So this podcast is probably coming out sometime right around the new year. I'm not sure whether we're before or after it, but stepping into this identity shift, I know every, not everyone, most people like to use that time to create a spark in their life, to support some shifts for the woman that is ready to step into her next identity, whether it is her wealth or a next layer of her health or her relationships, what is going to support that identity shift? Healthy reflection from people around you who see your greatness. You know, that's the Ooh. biggest thing. Like we've heard it time and time again, like you are the result of the five people that you spend the closest time with. I forget who originally said that, but it's so true. So how do we get in communities where if your soul wants to evolve, get around people who also want to evolve, you know, like, like, let's do that. You know, it's like, I feel so safe to evolve and expand because the, the people that I spend the most amount of time with, they're also on a path of pure expansion. And they're also on a path of greatness. And they're also on a path of like doing the, doing the crazy thing, you know, but I had to, you know, I call them birthday friends, but I had friends growing up, particularly, you know, high school and things like that, where I'm like, I don't like these guys are not down with the next cut that I want to go to. So I, I like, it's not like, oh, I can't be friends with you. It's like, I love you and I will be there for you and I will uh, call you on your birthday, right? That's why I call it birthday friends. But it's not the people that I'm going to be like, hey, I got this big dream for this thing that I want to do. What do you think? Because they will be like, oh, I don't know how you're going to do that. That's not possible. But my friends that I have here in San Diego, they're like, that's sick. And what about if it was even like this? And then it's like, you know, it's like we rally on each other's dreams and visions and we add more energy to them. And I think that's the biggest life hack is get around people who get it. Oh, say it again for the people in the back. Mm -hmm. And I know that people are like, oh, but how do I find them? And I don't know. And I always like to say, this is why we do our podcast. You have an amazing mm -hmm. podcast. I have this podcast. It's why we run group programs and masterminds. Most of my friends that are of that caliber, the people that I will go tell my crazy, audacious, wild goals to are people I paid to be friends with. Like I paid to be in a mastermind to find the people that are in alignment with that's where true. I want to go. That's, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like I'm in a mastermind uh, called Archangel Council and it's it like the people in there who are now some of my dear friends. I'm like, I wouldn't have had access to you if I didn't invest in myself and trust myself enough to be able to make that money, to be able to be in this mastermind. And it's just like, it's been a dream. It's been a dream come true. And, you know, I know the people in your world will say the same thing. And the women in my mastermind will say the same thing. It's like, I would have never had access to these people and this opportunity if I didn't do X, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm, so good. So what are you super excited for right now? Mm. Like what is the coolest, most amazing thing that you are celebrating that you're looking forward to what's lighting you up? I'm so excited to teach breathwork at the sphere in Las Vegas. <laughs> Shut up. Is that happening? Eventually one day. <laughs> well, fuck yes, it is. We've declared it. I'm sure you've declared it in other ways. We're fucking pushing Get our energy up to that too. 
crazy story. Like it literally dropped in uh, last week. I was doing a breathwork session. Uh, friends of mine got married in Austin. I went to Austin. I did this breathwork session. They had breathwork at their wedding because they're just that cool. And I had this vision, like my, like my big vision right now. I was like, okay, how do we reach more beings with breathwork? Like, like pause has done some crazy things in the last like uh, seven years, but like, how do we just like, and so I had this like this download of doing a I have a I'm creating a show right now. It's called Wide Awake, which is um, and like a two hour experience, which is breath work and music and visuals. It's just epic. And it's kind of like a con it's kind of like a personal development concert. And um, I'm like, I want to do Wide Awake at the Sphere. Like that would be so rad. Like that would be that would be the best. And then this is crazy i go back to my hotel room and eric's there my fiance and i'm like at my computer like downloading this vision of doing the breath 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 work at the sphere he turns to me and he goes hey babe wouldn't it be sick if you did wide awake at the sphere shut the fuck I up shit you not oh my like, god what that's so good oh my goodness okay we are waiting we are we are ready for that to step in jump on that timeline oh let's call God. it in yeah that's 100%. amazing I, so i'm like so excited so i'm so excited about that it's coming eventually not sure when but that's happening the the other thing that i'm super 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 excited about is i just feel so amped of for all of the people who've done our breathwork training like we have thousands of people now who have trained in our method and are in 27 different countries and i'm just so excited to continually pour into them and teach them business so that they can continually become you know even more magnetic and reach even more people like that it's, it's just like so fun like how can we continually amplify people's gifts and really change the mm. world through this work and figuring out new ways with my with my team members like the the humans that work at pause are just so insanely cool and so it's like always we're always in the conversation of like okay how else can we like really give people an experience how else can we impact humans through the power of breath work and we're just always in that conversation so yeah, it's been so rad. And so I, yeah, I'm just excited about like blowing breath work up and just, yeah, so giving good. people these like amazing experiences that change their life. So good. What do you wish you knew at the beginning of your business? Because clearly you've created oh. incredible success. If you could go back to young Sam and be like, girl, here's the cheat code, learn this lesson right now. So we don't have to actually go through it. What would you, what would you share? Oh. Oh, dang. Okay. Hang on. Let me think about that. Like, or how many lessons? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many. Here's the thing. It's like, I think if, even if I was given a cheat code, I think there's such power in actually going through it. However, mm -hmm. if I was just to like, say like, boom, 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 I would say the three things that I wish I knew from day one is one of them. I already told you it's less about the business and more about your own personal evolution. Right. That's like, that's the biggest thing of like, if you can treat your business, like the greatest personal development journey ever that pays you treat it like that. Cause that's what it is. Every single day, it, no matter how big we grow or how amazing my team gets or how streamlined things get or how easy things get at the end of the day, it's still a journey of personal development for me. So I would say that'd be number one. Number two is always ask yourself what is the what is um who not what who's done this before 
right? So when I when I like woke up and I was like, I want to build a breathwork app, app. It's like, okay, well, who's done that before? Not how do I do it and how this and how that, who? Call up a few people. Hey, I know you built this meditation app. Can we hop on the phone for an hour? Like, can I pay you for an hour of your time? Most of the time they're like, you don't need to pay me. I'll just tell you everything I know. Like go crush it, right? So who, not how, there's actually an amazing book called Who Not How, but you get the point. You don't even need to read the book. Just find the person who's done it before <laughs> and don't try and figure it out on your own. Everything is figure outable, but in order to collapse time, just go directly to the person who's done it. And honestly, like I all, I almost want to say 10 out of 10, but let me just say nine times out of 10, people are so excited and so willing to support you, to give up their time to, you know, especially for like a mission driven business like ours. Yeah. And then the third thing that I would say is be absolutely obsessed with your client with mm. your, you know, like just get so obsessed with the person that you are serving because the truth is is as life changes your products are all going to change the way you do it is everything's going to change except for the people so how can you get so obsessed with the person that you want to serve and like really get to know like their dreams their desires their pain points and like really get obsessed with that so that you're constantly innovating new things that are perfect for them mm, so good so good so going back to the personal development piece what does your routine what's like the inside of sam's taking care of herself mind body spirit what does that look like do you have a morning routine do you i know you said you have masterminds what does that look like for you at this point in your life mm, so good so i have routines out of the wazoo i have a very like structured way in which i care for myself I really believe one of my mentors probably like five years ago, Shannon Graham, he said to me, he's like, you need to treat your body like you are an, an Olympic athlete. And that really landed with me at the moment or in that moment. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I put so many demands on my energy and on my mind and on my heart and everything. So I'm super dialed in when it comes to like physical health, right? When it comes to, I lift a lot of weights. I pay a lot of attention to what I'm putting into my body. I'm constantly hydrating myself. I'm limiting anything that would have an impact on my energy. I'm, you know, and then there's like more of like the spiritual side. So like breath work, meditation, spaciousness, self-care, connection to God, connection to myself, connect like, so just like really paying attention to how do I create the boundaries in order to nurture my energy so that I can show up in my fullest day by day, moment by moment, breath by breath. And that comes down to like, my routines will change based on if I am traveling, if I'm home, if I'm on my period, if I'm not on my period, if I'm whatever it is, like my morning, my morning routine is not militant in the sense of like, I do this and then I do this and then I do this and then I do this. And then it's, it's like, Hey, here's a wide range of practices that, you know, will get you into the feeling of feeling amazing and abundant. What feels aligned for you right now? Eight mornings out of 10, I jump immediately in my cold plunge. <laughs> Cause I love it. And we're getting me. one. I'm so excited. Oh dude. It's the best. Apparently you like, can't do it on your period. I still kind of want to, I, I, I want to double click into that advice that I've gotten a hundred times because I still want to. Um, cause it, it feels so good. You know, it's like, oh, it's the best, but that's awesome. You know, it's funny with the cold plunge. Cause we used to do that after shows at radio city, I would literally like jump into a cold, cold tub way before it was cool. This is really? you know, 2008 to 20, 
basically 2020 when I was dancing and it was like, we'd be in like full makeup, full twist. And we'd like run upstairs to our athletic training room, like jump in the cold plunge, sit there for 10 minutes. Y'all we did 10 minutes after shows. Yeah. Like football players. Um, and so now I'm like, Ooh, this idea of three minutes, like in the morning sounds terrifying and exciting, but it's like this old piece of me that's being re, um, imagined. It's it's amazing. Um, but I'm, I'm curious too, because I, I've been talking to a lot of women that are in the multi six, seven, multi seven figure businesses. And I love learning about their routines because I think that there is this societal, um, programming that in order to be successful, quote unquote, you must work 40 hours a week. You must be up by 5 a.m. and doing your meditation before the sun comes up. You must do X, Y, Z. And I'm just curious. I love hearing. And for some people that does work, other people, it doesn't. So I'm just curious for you. Do you have more of a flexible flow? Do you create a lot of time in the morning? Are you like on meetings and calls at at 9 a.m.? I create a lot of fluidity. My, My day doesn't start until 11 at work. Like Fuck 11 a.m. Yes. Yeah, it's like the first time that I'm like Eric sneezing. Hopefully you don't hear that. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, 11 o'clock is when I do like my team meetings or I'll have my mastermind call. So 11 o'clock from like the time I wake up, which is around like 6 to 11, it's spacious. It's open. It's creative. It's when I am... It's when I'm flowing, I'm journaling, I'm reading, I'm walking the beach, I'm going to the gym if I want to, I'm taking a yoga class, I am learning something new, I'm downloading a program, I'm writing content, I'm scripting videos, I'm, I'm like, that's like my creative, it's like work-ish, but it's everything that feels so alive and so aligned. And so that is always, the mornings are always for me. I, I never get up and like jump on a meeting ever, 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 ever. Beautiful. Ever. Like, it's just like, there has to be an attunement back to self. There has to be a reconnection back into self. There has to be a deep listening to my body, to my soul. And that's why the deep listening informs the thing that I do, you know, my, the deep listening, I could be like, okay, what do I like? What is in the highest and best for me right now? And sometimes that's like, hey, like just lie down on your yoga mat and just like don't do anything. <laughs> sometimes yes. it's like, hey, just go for a walk, but leave your phone at home. Sometimes it's let's just journal. Sometimes it's let's download a the idea for this marketing campaign. Sometimes it's reading. Like I just love reading. And I and you know, I used to for like a decade, I just all I would read is personal development bo- books. And then my soul was like, why don't we read like a book that's funny? <laughs> Same. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's such joy in that. I, I, you know, and I also used to think like watching TV is an entirely waste of time. And then when I started dating Eric, he's like, I love watching movies. It's time for my brain to reset. And I used to judge it hardcore. I'm like, no, if you're watching TV, you're not building your dreams. You're... And then I'm like, Sam, that's so intense. But that was my distorted masculine, how I used to run my old business coming in. And so I really believe that some people do work under like that kind of structure of like nine to five, get up, do the thing. But my best work comes when I'm not in front of my computer. My best Mm -hmm. work comes when I'm surfing a wave or if I'm horseback riding or if I'm dancing and I'm like, Oh, the idea for that. Or this morning is a perfect example. I, I met one of my, she, she used to actually, she was a student, then she was a team member and then she built her business. And so now she does her business full time, but we went for a walk this morning and just through our conversation, I had this like, 
massive idea for something for the business that I would have never gotten if I was just like on my computer, you know? So it's like getting out and realizing that work isn't just behind a computer, but it's like every moment of every day. If it's a mission-driven business, you know, if you're working at State Farm Insurance, that's probably not it. But if, <laughs> if it's a mission-driven business and you are the founder of that, then work yeah. doesn't have to look one way. Yeah. Well, and I think also for the women that are in corporate, and are looking to start something extra, but they don't know what that thing is. I think this is really potent as well. It is when you're doing the things that light you up, when you are connected to yourself and your source, that those divine downloads drop in. And so one of the things that I like to share with people is like, go have some fun. Whatever fun is for you, try yeah. something new. Yeah. And I I used to feel really... Um, like guilty for yeah. this is my overachiever and my like must get shit done yeah. for going to take a ballet class or going to take a pole class in the middle of the day or going to a lunch with a friend or doing those things. But once I really released that patterning and I allowed myself to have fun, it's exactly what you're describing. It actually feeds the mission. It feeds the vision and yeah being our fully expressed selves. Like we're not taught how to do that. And I think that's one of the keys to women feeling good in their bodies and in their businesses being fully expressed. Yeah. And money responds to joy, mm. money responds to alignment, money responds to like that high vibrational feeling. Right. So it's like when we're in joy, when we're happy, when we're fulfilled, when we're, we're living lives of gratitude, like truly being grateful. I can remember right, right. As I started my first business, I was still working in the restaurant and I remember being so grateful for every single dollar, like every single dollar that flowed into my world, like however it came, whether it was through my business or through working in a restaurant, I'm like, I'm so grateful. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like being in a practice of gratitude, because that just informs the universe, like, oh, they're down for that. They want more than that. But what tends to happen is we're just like, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I lacking? Mm. Social media, we're like, oh, she did this big launch and this person this. And, blah, 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 blah. and then we just are operating from this place of lack and the universe can't deliver the, the energy of lack. The universe delivers the, the energy of abundance. So yeah. it's like, how do we embody the energy of what we desire to attract before it shows up? Like, you know, it's like with this whole thing with the sphere, it's like, okay, well, how do I attract that? Well, I get into the energy of it's already done. Yeah. Like we're, we're there, my team's there, my clients are there, it's happening. There's like whatever else, the lights, the this, the that. Like I'm embodying the vision of it already being done and those 17,000 people being fully transformed and us creating this like entire love vortex in, in Las Vegas. Exactly. It's like, that's it. Like telling my subconscious and my body, like it's done, it's done, it's done. I do that for every single launch too. Yeah. Every single time we, we launch one of our products or we do anything, it's like, okay, I'm going to let my entire body know that this is already done. This is already accomplished. We're already, it's already, it's already done. It's so easy. It's already done. And when we do that, it's just like, we set the energy. So then we just get to take the necessary aligned action in order to make it happen. Mm. So good. So good. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything, cause you've been on a, a podcast tour lately. I'm going to call it a podcast tour. Is there anything that you haven't been asked on a podcast that you're like, I wish someone would ask me this? Oh, that's a good question. Oh my gosh. What my favorite kind of soup is. <laughs> 
Go, you want to go get some bone broth? <laughs> Dude, I literally am like, it's a soup day in San Diego. It's it sure, kinda, girl, it is. It is raining, you know, some broccoli cheese soup. No, that was a, a joke. But let's see. Um, mm, what have I not been asked that I wish I've been asked? Whether it's personal, whether it's about business, whether it's about, or maybe what do you think, what do you think, or what do you wish more people were asking? Like, are we, are we not asking something mm. that would really change people's lives? Mm. The, the thing that comes to mind is like how our childhood is really shaping who we are today. Mm. You know, it's like, there's no such thing as adults. We're all just grown up children. Ooh. So how do we really understand not only the trauma, but also the joy that, that, that we had as a child, you know? And again, going back to that theme of like money, response and joy. So how do I get in my most joyful state day after day, moment after moment? And then how do I heal all of the stuff from childhood? Right? Like when I, when I look back to my childhood, I was like, man, what did I love? Like, I loved creating. I loved using my hands. I loved, you know, doing arts and crafts. I loved baking. I loved putting the sprinkler underneath the trampoline and putting soap on it and slipping around. Like I loved having fun. So like, how do I incorporate more of that into my adult life? Right. And I think that's a lost art, the lost art of being a child. Again, we're very serious. We're very structured We're everything's very serious, you know, and it's like, I think it's killing us a certain to a certain degree. I think our lack of fun and play and joy and just play for the play play for the purpose of play, not to be productive. Like that's a whole art in in and of itself that it's a bit lost. And I think it's making us lost because we're like, what's the point? What's the point? So Mm, powerful. Beautiful, beautiful, mm. beautiful. Sam, I could talk to you for hours. We might need to go take a dance class together. 100%. But for now, where can people find you? The best place would be at Samantha Skelly, which is my Instagram. And then if you are desiring to become a breathwork facilitator or you want to download the Pause Breathwork app, just go to pausebreathwork.com. You can apply to become a breathwork facilitator through there or download the free 14-day trial of the breathwork app if you want to try that out. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So Sam, it is, you know, the final 10 seconds, someone comes up to you and they're like, Sam, how do I live my life full out? What do I do? Where do I go? Who do I need to become? What, what do you say? How do I live my life full out? Just have fun, have fun. Like fun leads to full out. You know, it's like when you have fun and you release your inner manager and your protector and the part of you that's trying to be professional and, and all of that, like then we can live full out, like the full permissioning of the fun of the play. Mm. So good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate and review and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.